Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Wright. And I'm your host, Matt Scalina, or at least your host for now. Use that line all the time, but you guys just seem like you just don't go anywhere. I feel like I, yeah, I'm, I've uh, <laughs> accidentally created a job for myself here. <laughs> well, well this, is your, this is your platform. So <laughs> you just tell me what to do and I just jump how high you say. So you stay here as long as you want. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. Uh, what do you, what do we got on the show this week, Corey? So this week we've got Connor Braid, who's our managing broker of our William Wright Commercial Victoria office. And today we tackle the industrial market in Greater Victoria, which has got the lowest vacancy rate in that asset class in North America. That is incredible. So if I understand correctly, and we've talked about industrial and yeah. how it's kind of been on a, a crazy tear, yeah. but Victoria is the location in all of North America with the lowest vacancy the rate. Lowest that seems hard to imagine. Rate. And when you actually get into some sub markets like the Langford area, there's reports that say it's like 0.2% vacancy, like literally almost zero. That's wow. how hard it is to get into that asset class right now. So we tackle all of that and then some. This reminds me of this heat wave we've been going through in a weird, this might not actually make sense to anybody but me. I just saw that outside, wherever it was, whatever that town that starts with an L that was oh, the high, yeah, Lytton, that had Lytton, the yeah. highest, yeah. The, was the hottest on record for three days. It was like three or four degrees hotter than it's ever been in Arizona. Well, I saw something, and I don't know, I don't know if this is true or not, <laughs> but it said Death Valley, 49 degrees. And then below it said, feels like 45. And yeah. then it had like Lytton, BC, 49 degrees. Feels like 49 degrees. <laughs> it's like Death Valley, <laughs> 48 degrees. Feels like Lytton on a cold day. Yeah, totally. totally. We're, we're making, yeah, so we're making headlines uh, in a couple different ways um, here. The vacancy rate, I think, potentially being more positive for people who own commercial real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Long weekends ahead of us. Any big plans? <laughs> You know what? I was saying to you on the way on the way to the studio here. Somehow, and this was I, I was not really consulted on this. My wife is going away, so she's she's going away for the long weekend to Gabriel. I like Island. how you described it that she just sort of just told you she's leaving, and when you asked she when you asked when she's coming back, she said, "I don't know, sometime Monday." Could you imagine if you said that? Yeah, I don't want to say there's double standards out there. Um, Your door lock would be changed. <laughs> I did say to you, like, I'm trying to get out for a beer tonight. It's like, huh, I wonder if I can squeeze, squeeze out for an hour. You know, she's leaving tomorrow, might be back sometime You're next week. All it's, it's me and my daughter, which is great, which is great. And usually would be like, wow, this is going to be like a, you know, once a year thing for some real father, daughter, you know, really, really important time. But the last year and a half has been basically father, daughter time. And I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done. I wish I was going to Gabriel could Island. You, could you imagine how that dinner would go? It's like, hey, babe, I've got my second shot. There's no quarantine needed. When I come back, me and the boys are going to Vegas for, I don't know, sometime on Monday. <laughs> we got it too good, Corey. We She's got taking it that good. Kokomo life to a, <laughs> to a new level. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But what else do we got before we talk about industrial real estate on the island? This one, in terms of investment, is just so exciting. 
brainless, literally brainless, if I can say it that way. It's it's the vacancy rate so low, demand is so high. There's literally no land. They're challenged over there, no differently than we are over here. And Connor goes into details of the challenges they run into, both from a geographical standpoint, but also from a you know a developing standpoint, where you know as a lot of these old industrial areas are becoming new areas, new footprints for housing. So he goes through all of that stuff. So I can't think of anything right now at the top of my head that you could you could buy and probably not even have to really look at and watch it go up if that's even if that's even a way of describing it. And if you can, you know, that's that's the marketplace to get in. Right on. Well, I'm looking forward to this. What else do we got before we talk with uh, Connor Corey? We're sponsored by Impact Commercial Group with over 50 years of commercial lending experience. Visit them at impactcommercial.ca. Fantastic. So maybe we'll cut to our talk with Connor Braid from William Wright Commercial over in Victoria. Enjoy, guys. Okay, so we're here with Connor Braid. He is the managing broker at William Wright Commercial Real Estate Services in Victoria. How you doing, Connor? I'm good, thanks. Happy to be here. So, Connor, maybe for some of our listeners that don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. My name is Connor Braid. I was born and raised in Victoria, BC. Spent uh, a few years over in the UK. I'm in my 20s, and I've taken over the role as managing broker for William Wright, working with Corey here uh, on Vancouver Island. I got my real estate license when I was 20 years old, so I guess 11 years ago. Started out in some residential stuff. Then I jumped into the commercial appraisal world in 2016, where I worked for three and a half, four years with DR Cole and Associates here in town, learning how to, you know, how to see commercial real estate from the valuation side of things and, and from the bank side of things. So, and then I, I always kind of knew I wanted to jump into the brokerage side and, and managed to uh, intercept Corey on his, on his way into Victoria. And I found out that William Wright was planning on opening an office here and ended up uh, kind of jumping on board with them and, and helping them start the office here probably two years prior to when they had originally planned. So, Wow. That's so, great. So how the story goes is we met Connor, we brought him over here to Vancouver and we took him out for lunch and we had a timeline of when we're, we're going to go to Victoria and we were so impressed with Connor. I remember after Connor left, Matt, who has been with us for, for quite some time, actually moved over there to get the office going with Connor and the team. And I remember leaving and me and Matt were so impressed with Connor. We committed to opening an office and then I think we kind of bullshitted Connor a little bit and then Connor left and we're, me and Matt were like, okay, well, guess we got to go find an office where someone told him we got to go. So We told um, him he starts Monday. Yeah, yeah. We were very fortunate <laughs> to meet Connor and Harry and the whole, all the guys over there. So, I mean, timing is everything. And, and, I mean, when you find great assets and great people, you just make it work. And we were very fortunate to meet them. We did. We had to hustle it. Yeah. And it's been phenomenal ever since. So, the best awesome. has been phenomenal. That's nice. Hey, so, Connor, I just want to back up. What were you doing in the UK? I was playing professional rugby in England, Scotland, and... Uh, a little bit in Wales. So according to Corey, you're, you could snap him like a twig and he's a big guy. So you're actually uh, a rugby player. Yeah, I am a rugby player. I don't know about snapping Corey. He's pretty <laughs> thick. But. If you push me, I wobble really fast. So I think, I think, I think Connor's being a, a, a little polite right now. Connor actually and Harry Jones in our Victoria office are part of the Canada Rugby Sevens wow. team that, that comes to BC Place and sells out every year. But more importantly... We have our William Wright Whistler annual retreat and Connor and Harry, unfortunately, this year couldn't go because they said they had somewhere better to go and they will be representing Canada in Tokyo at the Olympics. Crazy. Yeah. Phenomenal. That's a whole different podcast, but uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah, I keep I keep trying to try out for the water boy position, and they kind of tease me a little bit. But <laughs> my phone didn't ring when they made the when they made the selection squad this year. Right, right. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm so curious because Corey has come on our show, the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, to talk about Victoria a little bit and Kelowna a bit. But um, part of the reason we wanted to have you on is because it sounds like the industrial space in Victoria is really on fire right now. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I think, you know, the reason for that is, is twofold. One, you know, supply of land is geographically constrained on the island. We're surrounded by water, so we can't just continually move east, like, say, Greater Vancouver. And for years now, the industrial land in and around Victoria Harbor has really diminished to make way for condos and more commercial development. You know, it's really put a crunch on the supply of industrial land in and around Greater Victoria. So, you know, with Keating, Royal Oak, Rock Bay industrial areas, with them being full, it's really pushed tenants and users and developers out to the West Shore, where you have, you know, pro-development politicians who are allowing for the, the rezoning and development of industrial business parks from, you know, say, rural residential zones. And, you know, you know governments, municipalities, uh, and developers pushed so hard to increase the supply of housing, both single-family and multifamily, that it created, you know, a critical undersupply of industrial land. And that's what we're seeing now is just kind of trying to get out of that. Connor, you talked about, you mean the supply and that stuff is sort of moving out of Greater Victoria. Is there an area that you're starting to see sort of emerge as like an industrial hub, whether it be for Greater Victoria to service the whole island? Yeah, I mean, that is the West Shore, I think. You know, there is a little bit up Spanish Peninsula towards Sydney. Keating Industrial Zone is in central Spanish. And then just north of that in Sydney and north Spanish, you're seeing some development happening. Canadian Tire was recently put there. There's some, you know, for lease, small bay light industrial project that's going to be going there. But, yeah, for the most part, the West Shore, both Langford and Colwood, we're seeing a ton of, you know, a big push from developers to add to the supply because it's just been in such high demand for so long that there, there's a few, there's several groups who are kind of chomping at the bit to, to be first kind of movers there and, and add more, more supply in either industrial business parks, there's several large bay or single tenant developments in, in place right now. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. It'd be definitely the West Shore. Depending on what report you read, some reports claim that the vacancy rate in the industrial asset class in Greater Victoria is a sub-1%, making it the lowest in North America. Are you seeing things over there similar to what we're seeing over here in the mainland where zonings are becoming more flexible, stuff like that that sort of opens up those tenant pools? And I guess a follow-up to that is traditionally the industrial asset class has your largest percentage of owner-occupiers. Are you seeing... Mm -hmm end users buy these projects? Is that what's driving it? Or are you seeing a lot more investors now come into the marketplace because the cap rates are more attractive? And maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. The zoning is becoming uh, much more flexible. You're seeing a lot of business park zones in the West Shore, which are allowing for, you know, flex commercial light industrial uses. And that is allowing, you know, based on the sizing, especially in the small bay segment, it's allowing owner-occupiers to get in there with very favorable financing from places like Roynat, BDC, where they can use their operating company income and pretty much save money. And, and compared to paying someone else's lease, they can purchase and look for 100% financing. So, you know, in terms of who's coming in there, there, there are quite a few owner-occupiers, but we're seeing a big push from the investors who are looking to capitalize on, on higher cap rates and lower price per square foot on the purchase side than, say, in, in Metro Vancouver. Now, can you touch base a little bit about that? Maybe what those cap rates look like and maybe what kind of lease rates that you're seeing out there from an investor standpoint looking to get into that market? 
Yeah, you know, a lot of the small base stuff that we've been dealing with lately, we've, we're seeing kind of that five cap, 5% cap rate, but that's definitely going to be pushing downward. More large base stuff or single tenant, multi tenant, larger industrial footprints, you're seeing in the mid fours. Uh, there's a listing that came out last week at the four cap as well. So, you know, it's definitely pushing downward. And in terms of lease rates, we have some of the highest in Canada. We're seeing small base stuff over in over on Amy Road, which all leased up between eighteen to twenty bucks a square foot over a five year term. Now, mind you, those are sixteen hundred to twenty one hundred square feet units, but that it kind of shows the I guess the the price per square foot on, on the on the lease upside and how much it's being pushed up and it wasn't too long ago. It seemed like everything was between twelve to thirteen dollars a square. Are you seeing any major developers, maybe that were traditionally like sort of like mainland developers, now start coming into Greater Victoria mainly because of the attraction of the low vacancy rate and the high demand for those asset classes, whether it be for sale or for lease? Yeah, we are. BD, one of the largest industrial developers in Western Canada, has just purchased you know thirteen acres approximately um, in the Western Fairgrounds. In Langford, we have Strand Developments and Bastion Developments purchased uh, the Western Speedway, approximately 80 acres of, of commercial land. Uh, I don't have to go through the rezone process, but you know we're seeing these these large-scale developers heading over to the island to try and capitalize on that critical undersupply. And we're seeing that from small-scale develop, developers out of Alberta all the way through to PC Urban, Omicron, BD, uh, York Properties. I mean, the the list is pretty high. Well, I think it goes to speak to the market, whether it be sort of Greater Victoria residential development, which you have some of the larger developers like Boza and Chard building towers in those markets. And when you get some of the larger people in the industrial sector that are buying industrial land, you mean the the scary thing anytime you go into a small market is maybe potentially oversupply and the lower absorption rate of that product. But when these guys are coming in, they're spending big money to acquire, big money to build. You know there's a big depth of research put in before they go there. So I think it speaks volumes to where the Vancouver Island market's going to go. I think COVID is going to help push that even further than we first anticipated. But I think it speaks volumes that there's that security there that all these big players are coming in because they feel the market will be able to absorb the product in a timely manner. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, Corey, you've often talked about in the greater Vancouver area, the, the types of businesses that are moving into industrial space are different from what, you know, what have been 10, 15 years ago. Is that the same in terms of what you're seeing in Langford? Like what are the businesses, types of businesses that are operating in these spaces? Well, I think the zonings are becoming so much more flexible and that's been driving the tenant pool over here. I think Connor can speak to it better of what we're seeing in the Langford market, but that's been one of the major drivers over here is the tenant pools opened up dramatically because zonings have become more flexible. Right. Where at one point you might have had one type of tenant traditionally to go in that space. Now you got 15 tenants that are fighting for it. And although the lease rates are dramatically higher now than they were in that asset class, say five years ago or 10 years ago, they're still dramatically less than if that business were to fight for a retail footprint or even an office footprint. Connor, right. are you seeing that in Victoria as one of the driving factors over there where these zonings are becoming more flexible, which is opening up the light industrial and flex office space market to more potential tenants than maybe was five or 10 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. The, the business park zoning kind of a, not all encompassing, but it, it definitely covers a lot of different uh, uses within the zone. So uh, we're seeing that that opens up your tenant pool that allows for so many owner occupiers from, from different segments of, of the industrial or, or light industrial market to, to either purchase or lease. And, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a definitely a big demand on that. We have 
long list of tenants who are looking for space and, and being able to find it and, and, and either acquire it or, or enter into a lease agreement has been so difficult for so many of them for some time now. We're expecting about 400,000 square feet of light industrial strata coming to the West Shore within you know 2022 to 2023. And I'm not overly concerned that that's too much, to be honest with you. There's a ton of industrial coming that way, but it's well diversified in small bay, large bay, uh, flex commercial, and you know, flex light industrial spaces. So it really, I think we're we're going to see it. The absorption it will be a bit of a litmus test, and, and we'll see that over the next three or four years. But the way Victoria has been growing, the West Shore has been growing. I think uh, I think it's well poised to 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 see some good absorption in that. And then, what's some of the recent projects that maybe have been launched in that greater Victoria area or Langford specifically? How have you seen the absorption rate of those products? Are they selling at a very good pace? Are they selling out? Are they selling through? Or is it stagnant inventory? What are you guys seeing over there right now? Uh, I'm seeing very fast absorption, to be honest. Um, there's a local developer who did a, a Langford-based small bay light industrial space in Langford. That sold out both phases prior to completion. And then for the, you know, 30 or 35% of those units which were purchased by investors, they were all leased up prior to completion as well. Um, that was only, I think we saw around 32 or 32,000 square feet you know, delivered this year so far. Wow. But we have about 120,000 square feet uh, in the West Shore Business Park, which we're starting you know, our pre-sales pretty soon here. We're, we have a, a long list and people chomping at a bit just to, just to purchase both on the owner-occupier and user and, uh, and investor side. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about that development? I know it's something you guys have been working on over there for quite some time, and there's been sort of huge demand. And, and I've seen some of the pre-registration lists come through that seems like it almost feels like every hour someone's signing up for it. What, what, what are you guys yeah. expecting? Like, what are you guys seeing? Obviously, like you, the demand has, has been enormous. The registrations have been just you know, phenomenal, I think, better than I think anyone anticipated, which I think speaks volumes to that asset class in that market. But what are you guys expecting out of the gate? What has the feedback been so far? I mean, who is the target on that type of thing? And then maybe tell us a little bit more about like the price point and what sort of investors and end users can expect. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a development called the West Shore Business Park. It's located 4342 West Shore Parkway in Langford. It's built by 9.5 Developments in association with Eagle Builders. So Eagle Builders is a prefab tilt-up concrete company out of Alberta. They are industry leaders. Both these two groups, 945 and Eagle, put together the self-storage facility called Elite Self Storage in Langford, which is brand new, 40,000 net rentable site. And it's lovely. It's just down the road from our development. But uh, the West Shore Business Park will be 120,000 square feet, comprised of 33 light industrial strata units. It's a bit of a tiered mountainside business park. It's really, it's got a cool look to it. And we've been kind of chomping at the bit, just waiting on on our DP. But uh, I think we're going to be going live in the next week or so, which we're thrilled about. And we've had a sign-up list for a few months now that we've been kind of keeping people at bay and, and just trying to keep them interested. And it's been, uh, you know, as soon as we release it, I, I'm confident we're going to have some really good absorption, especially in the first uh, month or two. And what type of price points are, are would potential investors, you know, be looking at or end users be looking at maybe on a price per foot scenario? How does that compare to what else is out there? And what type of lease rates would a potential investor consider or have to consider when looking at this from an investment standpoint, considering, I mean, the demand for this product seems to be through the roof and growing daily. Yeah. Well, we, we, we went with a very competitive approach with our pricing on the West shore business park. 
We have some other projects, like I mentioned before, there's a 400,000 square feet coming to market in between 2022 and 2023. So, you know, and, and some really stiff competition as well in terms of caliber of developers. So we, we wanted to price accordingly. We have a fantastic product, but we wanted to make sure that one, we're, we're getting our product to completion first and that we can beat our competition on price per square foot. So we're seeing, we're going live at $325 a square foot for bays between 3,200 to 4,400 square feet. And that's inclusive of warehouse and second floor. Based on that, we're looking at lease rates likely between 16 to $18 a square foot. We're looking for investors for them to be able to to break even after their completion costs and everything in year one, and then and then ramp up and, and see a bit of a an increase in your price per square foot costs over that that time. Well, with end users, we're also set up with the BDC for uh, up to 100% loan to value financing for them to to move their businesses over to the West Shore, and you know in all likelihood they'll be able to to purchase and, and have a monthly cost going out that's less than than what they'd be paying on a, on a lease up. So. Yeah, we're well poised in this red hot industrial market to to be able to both, you know, to be first to market in terms of completion when we can when we're compared against the, the competition, but also on on price per square foot. We're coming in about twenty five bucks below then. So in the greater Langford market specifically, are those lease rates or that that vacancy rate, sorry, less than what the Greater Victoria marketplace already is quoting at some of those god awful vacancy rates for an unfortunate tenant coming in? Yeah, it is. Greater Victoria vacancy rate set at, you know, 0.7% and, and the West Shore is at 02 Wow. So being first to completion is is a major goal of ours so that we can really capitalize on that pent-up demand on both the purchase side and, and the lease-up. And is there anywhere that people can find out more about that particular investment opportunity, the West Shore Business Park? Yeah, absolutely. It's easy enough. It's uh, westshorebusinesspark.com. And they can um, register and all that stuff right through that website? You can register. We'll have brochures. We'll have my contact information there, connor at williamwright.ca. Happy to answer any questions to end users, investors, or, or people looking for some information about the project. It's all on there. That's westshorebusinesspark.ca. And before, before we, uh, we go to our MLG six-pack here, what is Connor Braid's prediction on the greater Victoria commercial real estate market? Any asset class, say, between now and 2022, 2023, where is it going? I really think Victoria is, is now on the map. You know, I was born and raised here. It's been a sleepy university town and newlyweds, nearly deads kind of uh, motto to it. But it's very much on the map. And with, with the changing of the tech industry here, we've had a, a great hospitality industry as well, albeit COVID slowed things down a little bit. But, you know, I just really think it's, it's a growing town and something the pandemic showed us that people really want to enjoy where they live. Now, yeah. I, I love Vancouver, and I think it's a fantastic place to live. It rains a lot, but it's a great place to live. And we just have you know, the island lifestyle, not as slow as some people think, but I really do think that Victoria, you know, greater Victoria commercial real estate market is, is just poised to really continue to grow. And you know, like many developers that I've spoken with on the phone recently have said, the Vancouver-based developers, they said Victoria is well and truly on the map. Everyone is looking at it and you know, there's still a few years here, I think, where there's, there's a lot of opportunity for, for uh, all facets of the commercial real estate market to come over to Victoria and do well. Well, I think one thing, too, when we were looking at Victoria to open an office a couple of years ago, one of the, the impressive things you look at there is there's just so many thriving industries. You obviously have mm-hmm. your, your number one tenant, which will always be government, most likely. You have the tech yeah. industry that's coming in. The education market over there is booming with UVic. That's going to create housing issues from a developer standpoint and multifamily owner that are looking to acquire. 
You've got major development in the Harris Green District. You've got the spinoff of the expansion of the hospital. So, so many other industries thrive and grow off of this. On top of that, you've got real estate, you've got development, you've got tourism once that picks back up because I know that was a thriving market. So you've got so many at, so many different facets of the industry and the marketplace where they're growing at such a rapid pace. It creates a lot of support. I think COVID has proven that, talking to a lot of developers, is although things over in the greater Vancouver marketplace probably saw a little bit more of a slowdown, Victoria kind of seemed to weather the storm a lot better and just kind of sort of breeze through it. And I think with the tech industry, as one of the major tenants coming into that marketplace, you know, the COVID has obviously proven that that's, you know, the tech industry is thriving coming out of it, that you mean Victoria is poised extremely well, I think, in, in all facets moving forward to see a lot of growth. And I think, you I mean, like did you mentioned there, a lot of developers over here and people in Toronto are now putting Victoria on the map as a secondary market to Vancouver, which maybe a couple of years ago, it wasn't even considered that. It's great to see that such a beautiful place that is moving up the ranks. Absolutely. All right, Connor, we have our MLG six-pack. We're going to ask you six lighthearted questions about yourself so our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Do you have just a few more minutes to hang out with us? Yeah, of course. All right, so the MLG six-pack is sponsored by McKinnis Law Group. For all your commercial legal needs, from commercial closings to commercial leases, please visit mckinnislaw.ca. All right, Connor, first one up. Favorite movie? Ooh, uh, The Departed. Or Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm going to oh, wow. go with two there. Yeah, go with two. Which yeah. is really like four, but two. Yeah. <laughs> give, give a man an inch, he takes a mile. Yeah, right. exactly. The next question. Favorite vacation spot? And assuming that uh, the borders are all reopened, you can go anywhere you want. I, I have to go with Argentina. I went there on tour a few years back for three weeks when I was 20 years old. I've been trying to get back ever since. I really like South America, everything about it. It's pretty cool. So I would say Argentina. Wow. Good one. Quote. Or words you live by? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's a good one. A book you would recommend to our listeners? I'm currently reading Range by David Epstein, uh, which is a very interesting read. I'm enjoying that. I also, my, my dad actually, actually recently gave me Kevin O'Leary's book, The Cold Hard Truth on Men, Women, and Money. Now, I, I like Mr. Wonderful as much as the next guy, but it's actually quite interesting. It's got some, some decent tips in it uh, in wow. terms of dealing with uh, looking at money from a, either marriage, children, investment standpoint. So yeah, it's definitely a couple of tidbits out of that that are kind of interesting. Now, is your girlfriend worried about you reading that ahead of time? No, she's good with cash. She's good with money. So. <laughs> All right. This is, the, this is the question that everyone seems to hang their hat on. Favorite band or song? Favorite band. Yeah, this this, this really this really rips back the layers, so we can see who you are. Wow, man! It's I can't put my finger on one. I listen to all different types of music. I'm just a very mood influenced music person. So okay. and it's always on. But uh, I'll go off some. I'll go off the band I've seen the most. I went to see Kings of Leon in England and wow. in Vancouver in the same tour. Wow. I didn't follow them there. It just kind of worked out that I was in England and then I came back to Vancouver. And I, but yeah, I go Kings of Leon in terms of uh, they're they're very they're high up there. Wow! Well, we had a recent guest that had the same band, so it's oh. first one we've had two of now. All right, piece of advice you would give somebody who's maybe entering the commercial real estate world for the first time, whether it be maybe an investor or a tenant. Um, I'm going to lean on kind of a sports background for this one, but I think it's, it works for both. I think being coachable 
I think being coachable is, is a great asset and attribute that anyone can have almost in any scenario. But commercial real estate has so many nuances and there's so many people out there that, that have so much knowledge and expertise to pass on. If you, if you go through it with any sort of ego or false confidence or anything like that, you know what you're talking about. Just, just be coachable. And, and you don't have to take everyone's advice, but you can hear out advice and you can seek advice and, and, and pick through it. So I would just say be coachable, even if you're a, a savvy investor in some other sort of market, just be, be coachable and, and be able to take on other people's tidbits and information and, and kind of pick and choose from it. All right, Connor, thanks so much for your time. Once again, it was great having you here. For any of those who are, are wondering where, where Adam is, he held up a sign halfway through the interview. He says, I got multiples and ran out the room. So it's kind of a residential thing, I think, which is could be a testament that he either has the confidence that I can finish this interview off without him, or he doesn't have the confidence because he still has a second job and that his investment in this podcast isn't paying off. So, so Connor, thank you so much for your time. How can our listeners find out more about Connor Braid, William Wright, Victoria, what you guys are doing and what the projects you have guys coming up? No problem, Corey. Really appreciate you having me on. You can contact me anytime, Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R at williamwright.ca. Phone number is 250-590-5797. And if you're looking for more information on the, on the West Shore Business Park, go to westshorebusinesspark.com. It's tremendous. Well, Connor, thank you so much for your time again. And uh, thanks for all the insight on what's going on in Greater Victoria. No worries, Corey. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Okay, cheers. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Our interview with Connor Braid, managing broker, William Wright, Commercial Victoria, and Olympian. Yeah, that is incredible. I yeah. mean, first of all, the uh, the Victoria industrial market, incredible. Yeah. Second of all, rugby sevens. It's, I had no idea. Oh, it's crazy. Like so, so him and Harry Jones in our office, they're both play for the program. Are both uh, going to Tokyo here in July? And like, I you know, I did you give them time off? Well. I'll be honest with you. If you meet them in person and you actually see how physically big they are, they pretty much just write their own schedule. And I agree. <laughs> I That's say, kind of what it is. And, and, beasts. and the worst part about it is they run for a living. So it's not like I could even push them and run. It'd be like getting chased by Bigfoot and losing. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be close. I'd just be rolling. <laughs> yeah, you were saying like, so this is, of course, a podcast where people can't see what you were saying. His neck is as big as your waist. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Connor's neck is as big as my torso. And, and you know, if you can picture my body, so if, if you can picture like a pear, that's me, right? <laughs> right? I had a dad bod before I was a dad. Okay. <laughs> so, so, and you got, you got Harry and Connor, which probably look like, like mannequins in the middle of a gap window, just like perfect physiques. Yeah. And these guys run for a living. You know, I cannot imagine ever, ever even remotely saying anything. I chirp them yeah. when I'm in the Vancouver office. <laughs> when I get face to face, I pay for lunch. So it's, it's just how our relationship works. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, yeah, no, great conversation. Uh, what else? Uh, what else do we got today, Corey? Well, we got the VIP access for the West Shore Business Park that Connor just talked about. So that's going to go live uh, almost any day now. So if you are interested, reach out to us right away. We'll put you in touch with the guys over in Victoria there and we'll get you on the list. Yeah, it sounds like um, <laughs> that stuff's not going to be around very long. No, no. Like the registrations we've had for that project yeah. were unbelievable for an industrial project in Langford. They would be impressive numbers for probably an industrial project in Vancouver, never mind over there, which is a smaller market, but demand is just that overwhelming right now. Right. It's been incredible. Right. So head on over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. 
sign up to the Livewire. We have VIP access for that project and others. Or you can reach out to Corey directly over at William Wright. And Corey, how can they uh, how can they do that? They can reach us at uh, 604-428-5255 at a Vancouver office. They can send me an email anytime at Corey at WilliamWright.ca. Or they can visit our website, WilliamWright.ca, and sign up for the latest news. Fantastic. Well, hopefully everybody had a great long weekend. Hopefully, uh, like we said, we were doing this before the long weekend, but uh, we're going to go live it Kokomo lifestyle. This co- Kokomo except, lifestyle. Except for you, you're going to you're going to you're going to be pretty much running Sifa. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully everybody had a great long weekend. I know I did, uh, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for listening. Subscribe today. 